Okay, all right. Thank you so much for attending our Bible study for today. Like what we said, we're going to be testing uh, one of the beliefs that is central to the Iglesia de Cristo. By the way, the Iglesia de Cristo is a very large religion that came from the Philippines and has formed congregations uh, spread uh, throughout the world. And they have many doctrines that we're going to be testing in our episode today and also future episodes of the BQA. Our purpose of our study is to gain enlightenment, is to test various faiths, because we know during this age of information exchange via the internet and social media, YouTube and Facebook, we have so many uh, different religious groups all proposing that what they present as biblical faith is in fact from the Holy Bible. This is why it is our duty to test all things, including to test the things presented by the Iglesia Nequisto. And of course, we are not attacking the Iglesia Nequisto. Like what we do, we test ideas, we test concepts, and we test religious beliefs using, of course, the Holy Bible. We're not saying that we're right and everyone else is wrong. Uh, we invite you to explore with us and to test with us and you can draw up your own conclusions. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to look at uh, an episode of a program presented by the Iglesia de Cristo. And that program is called That's in the Bible presented by its host, Brother Robert or Brother Bob Pelin. And so this was the question that was given uh, to that program. Let's go ahead and watch the video. that the Bible indicates that the Sabbath is on Saturday. Why then is the Sabbath celebrated on a Sunday instead of Saturday, even though the Lord told us to keep the Sabbath? Thank you so much, Sulamite, for your question. And it's so nice to receive a question all the way from Zurich, Switzerland. I think this is the first time that we've had a question from Switzerland, and we're very thankful, and we welcome you all from Switzerland. Okay, so that was a question from a viewer. Uh, her name is Shula Mike, and she has a question about the Sabbath. And the question that she asks about the Sabbath is, I've, I've read uh, that the Bible indicates that Sabbath is on Saturday. And you are absolutely correct, uh, Shula Mike. Um, but her question really is, why then is the Sabbath celebrated on a Sunday instead of Saturday, even though the Lord told us to keep the Sabbath? Now, we will go ahead and answer this question from Shula Mike, But before we do so, We'll give the opportunity for Brother Bob to explain or to give his answer to this question submitted by our sister from Solomite. So let's go ahead and listen to the response that we get from That's in the Bible, which is the official doctrine presented by the Iglesia de Cristo. Let's go ahead and continue watching the clip. To begin with, you know, Sulamite, your question already assumes that we should all be adhering to the Sabbath and the uh, Sabbath rules in our era of time, albeit on a Saturday or a Sunday or any day at all for that matter. So the very first thing we need to address is, well, do we need to uh, define who God commanded really to first observe the Sabbath in the first place? And the second part of the question is, until when? Well, we have to, we have to uh, determine that first before we can claim whether or not we should even be celebrating it ourselves and, and then determine, as your question posed, to be done on a Saturday or a Sunday. So, what then does the Bible say about the Sabbath? Let's begin turning to the pages of the Holy Scriptures. Malachi in chapter uh, 4, verse 4 
Earnestly remember the law of Moses, my servant, the statutes and the ordinances which I commanded him on Mount Oreb to give to all Israel. So, dear friends, the Sabbath was definitely a commandment of God, was one of the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses. No question about that. But to be observed by whom? Answer of the Bible? To be observed by the people of ancient Israel. Why? As a symbol of the Lord's covenant with them. Okay, so that was the answer that was given by Brother Bob to the question given by our sister from Switzerland. And so he tests the assumption concerning whether or not we should observe Sabbath in the first place. And so he asks the Bible, and the question he asks is, should we even be celebrating the Sabbath during our era or during our time, the Christian era? And so the question he asks is, what does the Bible say about the Sabbath? And then he quotes the book of Malachi 4 and the verses 4. Earnestly remember the law of Moses, my servant, the statutes and the ordinances which I commanded him on Mount Oreb to give to all Israel. And so to answer the question concerning whether or not we should be celebrating the Sabbath, uh, Brother Bob quotes Malachi, because in Malachi, it mentions that uh, Moses and the laws that was given by Yahuwah God through Moses, namely the Ten Commandments, which includes the observance of the Sabbath, was given to Israel, okay? And after uh, quoting Malachi 4.4, he goes on to say the Sabbath uh, by the way, the quotations is a transcript of what he said. So if you have time, you can go to YouTube and watch the entire program. Watch uh, that's in the Bible. And this is what he said verbatim. The Sabbath was definitely a commandment of God, was one of the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses. No question about that. But to be observed by whom? Answer of the Bible, to be observed by the people of ancient Israel. So according to Brother Bob, uh, the Sabbath should not be observed by us because the Sabbath, which is one of the Ten Commandments, was given only to the people of Israel. And why does he say this? He says this because Moses gave the laws to the people of Israel. Now, what we think about this, it he's really telling us that the Ten Commandments no longer apply to us today. It applies specifically to the people of Israel during ancient times. But is this true? Let's go ahead and test this belief. Let's test this conclusion that is given to us by Brother Bob in the book of Numbers 15, 15 to 16. Native-born Israelites and foreigners are equal before Yahuwah. Want to pause there for a while? Did you notice that? that Yahuwah is not a respecter of persons. Doesn't matter who you are. You can be native born or you could be a non-Israelite. You can be a foreigner or a Gentile. This is what we call foreigners. Uh, we call them Gentiles today, but they were called foreigners during the Old Testament, right? Native born Israelites and foreigners are equal before Yahuwah and, take note, are subject to the same decrees. This is a permanent law for you to be observed from generation to generation. The same instructions and regulations will apply both to you and to the foreigners living among you. So first things first, 
the law of Yahuwah Abba applied not just to the Israelites. You see that in the passage, right? It applies also to the foreigners. And so the laws, the Ten Commandments of Yahuwah Abba, applied to both the Israelites and the Gentiles. And this is a permanent law observed from generation to generation. And so it doesn't apply just to the ancient Israelites, but to Israel and even foreigners who join the faith with Israel, they too must observe the laws given by God. Does this include the observance of Sabbath? Absolutely, because it's one of the Ten Commandments. And we can read this in the book of Exodus 28 to 11. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to Yahuwah your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and what does it say? Any foreigners living among you. For in six days, Yahuwah made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he rested. That is why Yahuwah blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. And so the commandments of God, the Ten Commandments, which is the core part of the law of God given to Moses, which includes commandment number four, which says to keep the Sabbath day holy. This was expected to be obeyed by Israel, including the what? The foreigners and the Gentiles. And so the command to observe the Sabbath was not just for the native-born Israelites. It's also for the Gentiles or the foreigners living among them, who also should be observing the law God gave uh, through Moses. Let's read now in the book of Matthew 5, 17 to 19, and seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Let's pause there for a while. Who is the one? Who is this about? Who, what is this passage about? Who are we uh, highlighting as the one who is going to be the main speaker in this episode of Matthew chapter 5? Who is this about? Yahushua, right? He's on the mountain and he's going to be preaching. And so what can we know about this time? This applies to the disciples of Yahushua, not just Israelites, but the disciples of Yahushua, right? Number two, this also pertains not to the time of ancient Israel, but during the Christian era, right? And so what does our King Yahushua say? What does he teach his disciples? Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heavens and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And so according to our King Yahushua and his subject, the one he's uh, speaking to, the audience he is addressing is basically all of his disciples. Those who want to be his 
disciples, right? During what time again? During the Christian era. What does he say to us? He says, do not think that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. What is the law specified there by our King Yahusha? The Torah, specifically the commandments of Yahuwah Abba that God gave to Moses during the days of ancient Israel. What did he say about the commandments? He said, for I, for I assuredly say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. What did our King Yahushua say? He said, the law and the prophets, which includes what? The ten commandments, which includes what command? Commandment number four. What is that? To observe the Sabbath. Yahushua says, till heaven and earth pass away, it is still in force. It is still in effect. This is why to this very hour, up until the end of the heavens and the earth, because as far as I can tell, the earth and the heavens are still here, right? It hasn't passed yet. And so what does that mean? It means the law of Yahuwah Abba, the Ten Commandments of God that he gave to Moses, it is still in effect. It includes what law or what command? Observing the Sabbath. And just so that we will not get confused concerning what Yahushua is speaking about, what does he add? Verse 19, whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So Yahushua is very specific. He's talking about the commandments of Yahuwah. And he says, we should not teach that anyone break even the least of these commandments. And when it comes to the commandment to observe the Sabbath, is that even the least of the commandments of God? When you think about the commandments of God, right, one to ten, you can say that out of the ten commandments, there's one that's special to Yahuwah Abba. It is observing the Sabbath because it's the only one of the ten commandments that he makes into a sign, right? A sign of the covenant that he makes with his people. But Yahushua says, even if it's the least of these commandments, do not teach others to break them. Instead, you must do them and you must teach them so you can be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And so what we have from scripture, Brother Bob, is the law of God given to Moses, including the observance of Sabbath, apply not just to the Israelites, but even to foreigners or Gentiles. The law apply not only during the Old Testament, during the ancient times, but remain in effect today, and it will remain in effect until heaven and earth pass away. This is why it's wrong to say that the law that was given to Moses by Yahuwah our God is only for the ancient Israelites. That is a wrong belief and a wrong statement that will lead people away from Yahuwah Abba. So it's Yahuwah expects not just ancient Israel, but future Israel to observe the Sabbath. What's the proof? Isaiah 58, uh, 56, 8 and 6 for the sovereign Yahuwah who brings back the outcast of Israel says, 
I will bring others too besides my people Israel. I will also bless the foreigners who commit themselves to Yahuwah, who serve him and love his name, who worship him and do not desecrate the Sabbath day of rest and who hold fast to my covenant. And so what we're speaking about here is an event that is going to come in the future. What is that? Yahuwah is going to complete the regathering of the outcasts of Israel. This will come at a future time, right before the advent of our King Yahushua. And on that day, what will Yahushua do? And what will Yahuwah do through Yahushua? Bible says he will bring others, not just the outcasts of Israel, but also what? The foreigners. Who are they? Gentiles. And what will they do? The Bible says those who will worship him and not desecrate the Sabbath day of rest and hold fast to my covenant. And so we keep going back to Sabbath, covenant, Sabbath, covenant. Do you notice the pattern? Because it's connected. And so it's wrong to say and to conclude that the laws of God, which includes observing the Sabbath, applies only to ancient Israel. No, it applied to ancient Israel. It applies to the assembly. It applies also to the future Israel. And we'll talk about that later on. But we know, according to the Bible, the laws of Yahuwah Abba, it applies to all human beings. And so let's go to another reason why he believes that the observance of Sabbath is only for the ancient Israelites. He said the Sabbath was definitely a commandment of God was one of the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses. No question about that. But to be observed by whom? Answer of the Bible, to be observed by the people of ancient Israel. And then he goes on. Why? As a symbol of the Lord's covenant with them. That's true. Yahuwah did make a covenant with Israel. And what do we need to understand about this covenant? It's a good thing he quoted the book of Exodus. 31 verses 16. This came from his program. The Israelites are to observe the Sabbath, celebrating it for the generations to come as a lasting covenant. Take note, observing the Sabbath, celebrating it. It will be in effect, not just during the generations of the ancient Israelites, but also in the generations to come. Why? Because it is a lasting covenant. Did you notice that this covenant which is symbolized by the Sabbath or the observance of the Sabbath is to be a lasting covenant. How lasting is this covenant? Let's read 16 to 17. The Israelites are to observe the Sabbath, celebrating it for the generations to come as a lasting covenant. It will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever. For in six days, Yahuwah made the heavens and the earth and on the seventh day, he abstained from work and rested. And so how lasting, how long is this covenant, which has the symbol of observing the Sabbath, good for or in effect for? Bible says it's a lasting covenant, and it will be in effect for how long? It says forever. It will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever. It is the sign of Yahuwah's covenant with his people. You see, before anyone can have any kind of relationship with Yahuwah Abba, Yahuwah must first make a covenant with him. No covenant, no relationship. No covenant, no promises. No covenant, no salvation. And when you think about the Holy Scriptures, 
There's only one people Yahuwah makes a covenant with. You know who that is? People of who? Israel. This is why this covenant is lasting. This covenant that Yahuwah makes with Israel is forever. This sign, which is to observe the Sabbath, is forever. Remember, throughout the Holy Scriptures, if we are not of Israel, we are not of God. If we are not of Israel, how can we receive salvation? Who also um, wants us to understand the role of Israel when it comes to salvation? The book of Romans 9, 4 to 5. They are Israelites, and to them belong the sonship, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and of the race, according to the flesh, is the Christ. God, who is over all, be blessed forever. Amen. According to Apostle Paul, how important is Israel to Yahuwah? The Bible says Israel is the one with whom Yahuwah has made a covenant with in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. This is why if we want to worship God, if we want to receive the covenant with him, if we want to be a part of the promises of Yahuwah, we need to be where? Israel, outside of Israel, then you have no relationship with Yahuwah Abba. This is why in the book of Samuel, Second uh, Samuel 7, 24, this is what it says. For you have made your people Israel, your very own people, for how long? Forever. And you, Yahuwah, have become their God. So if people want to belong to God, if people want a covenant with God, they need to be in Israel, not out of Israel, but in Israel. I want you to put that in your mind because this is what the Bible repeatedly uh, tells us. In fact, even in the events of the last days, the events of the last days is about the work of Yahuwah concerning what? Israel. What's the proof? Let's read Isaiah 43, 5 to 6. I'm sure Brother Bob is very familiar with this passage. Isaiah 43, 5 to 6, fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Here, we see Yahuwah, God's work of salvation, bringing his people together. What does he call his people? My sons. You notice that? My daughters. And so this work will take place during the ends of the earth. And so in the work of Yahuwah Abba's salvation, it involves bringing together his sons and daughters. Do you know what he calls his sons and daughters? Who are those who are his? To whom Yahuwah says, they are mine. We read Isaiah 43, 5 to 6. Let's read Isaiah 43, 1. Look at the connection. But now, thus says Yahuwah, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. And so when Yahuwah said he's going to gather his sons and daughters during the end times to become his people, who are they? Israel. And so, Brother Bob, Question for you, are you part of this Israel? Because if you are part of this Israel, then you have to observe 
the sign that Yahuwah God has made with the Israelites. What is that again? To observe the Sabbath. What else? Isaiah 41, 8 down to 10. But you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the descendants of Abraham, my friend, whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from his farthest regions and said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not cast you away. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I'm sure Brother Bob is familiar with this passage, I would think, right? And I'm sure many members of the Iglesia de Cristo are familiar with this passage because this passage is a prophecy about a servant of God in the last days or in the ends of the earth who will be strengthened by him, who will be his servant in proclaiming the words of Abba, right? And who was the fulfillment of the servant? Brother Felix Manalo. Now, take note. To whom? To whom did our loving father, Yahuwah, send or give this messenger to? Let's read. We read 8 to 10, Isaiah 41, 14. Fear not, you worm Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you, says Yahuwah, and your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. And so the Bible says... His work of bringing together his sons and daughters, that's the work of bringing together Israel. He will send a messenger or a preacher of the word of God. And to whom will he send him to? To the men of Israel. What else? Isaiah 46, 3, 11, and 13. Listen to me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant, all the remnant of the house of Israel, who have been upheld by me from birth, who have been carried from the womb. Again, this is a promise that Yahuwah God makes to his people Israel. When is this for? The end times. What is this promise that he makes to Israel? Let's keep reading the prophecy, calling a bird of prey from the east, the man who executes my counsel from a far country. Indeed, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. Listen to me, you stubborn hearted who are far from righteousness. I bring my righteousness near. It shall not be far off. My salvation shall not linger. And I will place salvation in Zion. For who? For Israel, my glory. And so we know, I think Brother Bob knows about this passage as well, right? We often use this passage when we were still in the INC, and we know this pertains to the work of Brother Felix Manalo, proclaiming the counsel of God so that Israel will receive salvation. And so the salvation work of God is for one people only. Who is that? Israel. This is why if people want to have a covenant relationship with God, they need to belong to her. Israel. We need to be in Israel. You see, if we want to belong to God's nation or God's people and receive the covenant with him for salvation, we must belong to Israel. This is why in Exodus, these, the uh, observing the Sabbath became a lasting covenant. It is a sign that will last forever. And so the Sabbath that was given by Yahuwah to be observed that is the sign that he is in covenant relationship with a group of people. And so Yahuwah makes a covenant. Without the covenant, there's no relationship. Now, what is 
a covenant. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at the different parts of a covenant. What is a covenant? It's basically an agreement between two parties. In this case, Yahuwah and his people. There are terms of the covenant, which covers what Yahuwah wants us to be doing. Okay, those are the terms of the covenant. There's a promise or an oath made by one or more of the parties. In this case, we both make promises. Yahuwah makes a promise. We also make a promise to Yahuwah. What else? Rewards or consequences based on the terms of the covenant. So there are stipulations concerning what needs to be done if we, for example, as a people of Yahuwah, break one of his commandments, break one of his part, we break the covenant. And so what are the what are the works of redemption that can cause us to remain within covenant with him? And so that's part of the terms of the covenant. So what is the term of the covenant that Yahuwah makes with his people Israel? Let's read the book of Exodus 31, 16 to 18. The people of Israel must keep the Sabbath day by observing it from generation to generation. This is a covenant obligation for all time. I want to pause there for a while. It says observing the Sabbath is what kind of obligation? A covenant. In other words, if you want to remain in covenant with God, we have to observe what? The Sabbath, right? It's a permanent sign. This is why it says it's a covenant obligation for all time. It is a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel. For in six days, Yahuwah made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day, he stopped working and was refreshed. When Yahuwah finished speaking with Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant written by the finger of God. And so what are the terms of the covenant that Yahuwah makes with his people? It is the two stone tablets inscribed and written by whose finger? The finger of God. Who, who can tell me what is written on those two tablets? Yeah, the 10 commandments. And so the Ten Commandments outlines what Yahuwah expects from the people he has a covenant with. And so the terms of the covenant is described in the Ten Commandments. And one of those Ten Commandments, commandment number four, I believe, is to observe the Sabbath. Out of the Ten Commandments, he chooses one and makes it a sign that speaks of the people that belong to who? Yahuwah God. This is why those who truly belong to Yahuwah God, they can be recognized by that sign. They observe the Sabbath day. It is a covenant obligation for all time. So let's look at God's covenant. Who is the other party? Israel, right? Israel. What are the terms of the covenants? The covenant, the 10 commandments on the two tablets. What's the sign that God made for the covenant? It is observing the Sabbath. This is why if we want a relationship with God, we have to belong to Israel because it is with Israel that Yahuwah God has made a covenant. But wait a minute, Brother John. And I think Brother Bob is probably thinking the same thing. Wait a minute. Didn't God create a new covenant? Right? Did he or not? Yes, he did. 
Now, to whom or with whom did Yahuwah God make this new covenant with? This is what many people don't know. And this is what we're going to answer in the next passage. The book of Hebrews, chapter 8, 6 down to 8. But the ministry uh, Yahusha has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of, we, of which he is mediator, is superior to the old one, and is founded on better promises. I want to pause there for a while, because we're going to introduce to you a new covenant. The old covenant, the first one, who was the mediator? Moses. In this new covenant, but who God's going to make? Who's going to be the mediator? Yahusha. Why? Was it necessary for Yahuwah to establish or to form a new covenant, a better covenant because it's founded on better promises? Verse 7, for if there had been nothing wrong with the first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. Let's pause for a while. Why was it necessary uh, for Yahuwah God to establish another covenant? Because the first covenant there's something wrong with the first covenant, right? Now, people might be thinking, what could be wrong with the first covenant? Is it the law found in the first covenant that's wrong? No. The Bible says, yes, there's something lacking in the first covenant. This is why there's need for another. But what was lacking in the first covenant? Verse 8. But God found fault with the people. And so what was lacking in the first covenant was the people's uh, desire to obey the commandments of God. This is why repeatedly throughout scriptures, what does Yahuwah Abba call his people Israel? Stubborn, hard-headed, right? My people are stubborn and hard-headed because even though they were the covenant people of God, they were given the 10 commandments, they could not obey the 10 commandments. So what was at fault were not the laws. What was at fault were the people who had a hard time obeying the laws of God because of their stubbornness. And so what did God do, right? And said, the time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. And so Yahuwah is making a new covenant. Why is it new? Because it has a new mediator. Who's that? Yahusha. Why is it new? Because it has better promises, because the covenants always include promises, remember? And so it's new, new mediator. Uh, better promises. I will make a new covenant. But here's the question. With whom is Yahuwah going to establish this new covenant with? Who do you think? Give me a guess. Who do you think Yahuwah is making this new covenant with? <laughs> no, no answers. Huh? Let's keep reading. I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. When the Bible says house of Israel, and house of Judah, what is he referring to? All Israel. Because remember, something happened because of the hard, because of uh, the stubbornness of Israel. What happened to Israel? It split into two houses. House of Israel, house of Judah. Collectively, house of Judah and house of Israel. They're called all of Israel. So in the prophecies, sometimes there's a distinction that is made. And so the prophet designates that distinction by using house of Israel or house of Judah to refer only to that specific house. But when it says Israel by itself, it, ref it refers to all Israel. And so when the Bible says he makes a covenant 
with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It refers to all Israel. This is why we told you before, Old Testament, New Testament, it doesn't matter. The covenant that Yahuwah God makes, he makes only with one people. Who are they? People of Israel. This is why if we want to be in the covenant relationship with God, we need to be where? We need to be in Israel. It is with Israel that makes that Yahuwah God makes a covenant with. Yahushua is the mediator. What else makes this new covenant new? Hebrews uh, 8, 6 down to 8. This covenant will not be like the one I made with our ancestors when I look, when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. They did not remain faithful to my covenant. So I turned my back on them, says Yahuwah. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel. With Israel, take note. On that day, says Yahuwah, I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people and they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives saying, you should know, you should know Yahuwah for everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already and I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. And so what is new about this covenant? Yahuwah is going to take his laws, the Torah, the Ten Commandments, and write them where? In the mind and in the heart. Remember what was faulty with the first covenant? The people of Israel had stubborn hearts. And so what's the remedy? Yahuwah, instead of writing it on tablets of stone, he's going to write it where? In our minds and in our hearts. That's the new covenant. Is it a different law? No. It's the same law. It's the same law, but written now on our hearts and in our minds. This is why when it's written in our hearts and minds, we will have a desire to obey the commandments of Yahuwah Abba. What else makes this covenant new? Hebrews 9, 12 to 15. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. How much more then with the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. What also makes the new covenant that God makes with Israel new? Yahushua is the new mediator and serves as the high priest. How is that different from the first covenant? Because in the covenant that God makes with his people, it comes with the terms, right? The laws, the Ten Commandments. When people fail to obey the Ten Commandments, when people commit sin against Yahuwah Abba, something has to happen for their redemption to take place. This is, this is why under the Torah, there, were, there was a process or a ritual of cleansing through sacrifice of animals. But Yahushua, being our high priest, offered himself, his blood, 
And with that perfect sacrifice, our conscience was cleansed and we have been given eternal redemption. And so there's no need for a repeated sacrifice. That's the best, that's part of the new covenant. There's no need for a repeating of the sacrifices. We have been covered by the shed blood of Christ. So take note, what made the new covenant new? New mediator, Yahushua. Law written in the mind and heart. Better promises, eternal redemption. Who is the mediator? Yahushua. But take note of what remains the same. Yahuwah maintains the same covenant with who? It's the same people. People of Israel. And the terms of the covenant still the same. What is that? The commandments of God. And so the laws did not change. The administration changed. But the laws remained the same. It's like when you have the United States of America, right? You have a president and you have the laws. When the new president comes to replace the old one, you have a better president maybe. But the laws are still what? The same. New covenant, old covenant, the same covenant. The covenant, old and new, they have the same law. The ten commandments. So God's new covenant is for Israel. And so God's old covenant, the other party was Israel. The terms of the covenant is the Ten Commandments. The sign of the covenant is to observe the Sabbath. What do you think about the new covenant God makes? It's also with Israel. It also has the same terms, the Ten Commandments. This is why Yahushua not only fulfilled the Ten Commandments, he taught people who wants to be safe to observe the Ten Commandments. And what is the sign of the covenant? Observing the Sabbath. Why? In Exodus 31, verse 16, it says, it is a lasting covenant. It is a sign between me and the Israelites forever. This is why if we truly belong to God's people, we need to demonstrate we belong to where? To Israel. And if we belong to Israel, what is our covenant obligation? To observe what? Sabbath. You want to have a relationship with Abba? You need to belong to Israel. You want to maintain being in Israel? Well, you have to observe the Sabbath. But wait a minute. How can I become Israelite, right? How can I become Israelite? What does it mean to become Israelite today? Well, the book of Romans 9, 6 to 8. Well, then, God has, has God failed to fulfill his promise to Israel? Because remember, God makes a promise to Israel. But then at this point, Israel rejected the Messiah. Israel rejected the new covenant that Yahuwah God wanted to make with them, right? And so Apostle Paul is right. Did God's promise fail? And Apostle Paul says, no. For not all who were born into the nation of Israel are truly members of God's people. Being descendants of Abraham doesn't make them truly Abraham's children. For the scriptures say Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Though Abraham had other children too. This means that Abraham's physical descendants are not necessarily children of God. Only the children of the promise are considered to be Abraham's children. How can we be Israelite today? Today, what determines those who are Israelite is not your blood, right? What does Apostle Paul say? Only the children of promise are considered to be Abraham's children. And so if you have the blood of Abraham, if you're a physical descendant of Abraham, good for you. 
But if you're not among the children of the promise, it doesn't matter, right? Because the Israel today refers not just to the physical descendants of Abraham, but to those who belong to the children of promise. And so if we don't belong among the children of promise, then we are not Israelite. Even if you have Hebrew blood, you get it? This is why we need to make sure so that we can be counted of Israel. We need to make sure we are among the children of the promise. What is the next question? <laughs> What's the next question? Who are the yeah, who are the children of the promise? Galatians 3, 16, 29. Now to Abraham and his seed. Were the promises made? So who are the children of the promise? Abraham and his seed. He does not say and to seeds as of many, but as of one and to your seed. Who is? Christ. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And so who are counted as children of Abraham or descendant of Israel? Or Israelite of the promise. Who are they? Those who belong to Christ. This is why if we're baptized into the one body of Yahushua HaMashiach, we are what? Israelite. You get it? So for us to become Israelite, it doesn't matter if you are Israel in the flesh or Gentile in the flesh. It doesn't matter anymore. What matters is if you are in Christ. If you are in Christ, it doesn't matter if you're Filipino, you're Chinese, you're Hispanic, you're Russian. It does not matter. If you are in Christ, you are Abraham's seed. You are children of the promise. You are the true Israelite. There's so many people today who live in Israel today, you know, the state of Israel today, somewhere in the Middle East, right? And they're all claiming to be Israelites. But if they do not belong to Yahushua, are they true Israelites? No, those who belong to, to Yahusha, they're the ones who are true. Israel in the spirit or in the promise, not necessarily of the flesh. So if we belong to Christ, what does that mean? Ephesians 2, 11, 13. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Yahushua, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So what does Apostle Paul confirm if we are of Christ, even if we are Gentiles of the flesh, right? We're no longer aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. In other words, we are counted as Israelite. What does that mean? We are part of the covenant. Do you see that there? So if we want to have a covenant with God, remember, Yahuwah made a covenant with who? What did Yahuwah God make a covenant with in the Old Testament? Israel. New Testament? Israel. If we want to be Israel, we need to be in Christ Yahushua. Because in Christ Yahushua, we're not strangers or aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. We're not strangers from the covenants of promise. Why not? Let's keep reading 19 to 22. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, 
having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Yahusha Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. And so if we belong to Yahusha, we are citizens of Israel, we are Israelites, we have a part of the covenant, and we belong to the household of God. This is why if we want to belong to God's people, we need to belong to Israel. How do we belong to Israel? By belonging first to Yahusha HaMashiach. This is why by belonging to Yahusha HaMashiach, who happens to be Israelite, we need to observe the lasting covenant. What is that? It is to observe the Sabbath. This is why the Son of Man said this. For the Son of Man is what? Lord of the Sabbath. Because he knows the Sabbath is the sign of Yahuwah's covenant that he makes with his people, Israel. This is why in the future, the future, right before the new heavens and the new earth, what does Yahuwah declare? In Isaiah 66, 22 to 23, for as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make shall remain before me, says Yahuwah, so shall your descendants and your name remain from new moon to new moon. And what does it say? From Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says Yahuwah. And so there goes the conclusion of Brother Bob and the INC. Because they say that the Sabbath was only for the Israelites and during ancient times. But what does this speak about? This event, what is this event being prophesied? What is the, this event that's being prophesied? When will this happen? Has this happened already? It's going to happen in the future, right? It's going to happen right before the new heavens and the new earth. And Yahuwah says that for as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make shall remain before me, the new heavens and the new earth, will it ever pass? No, it will not pass, right? It's going to remain. And so as it remains, what will also be found from Sabbath to Sabbath? All flesh shall come to worship before me, says Yahuwah. So I would like to ask Brother Bob, Isaiah 66, 22 to 23. Is that referring to ancient Israel? <laughs> is that referring to the past or yet future? If it's the future, then we know Yahuwah wills that all flesh, not just Israelites by flesh, all flesh, right? All races. What will they do? From Sabbath to Sabbath, what will they do? They will worship Yahuwah. That's observing and celebrating the Sabbath. And so if we want to be saved, right? Because Yahuwah promises salvation. What does he want us to do? Isaiah 56, 1 to 2, this is, uh, this is what Yahuwah says. Maintain justice and do what is right for my salvation is close at hand and my righteousness will soon be revealed. Blessed is the man who does this, the man who holds it fast, who keeps the Sabbath without desecrating and keeps his hand from doing any evil. And so Yahuwah is telling us we need to prepare. Why? Because salvation is what? It's close at hand. You notice what Yahuwah says that we must hold on to so that we can be confident of salvation. The Bible says we need to hold on to righteousness, Right? Righteousness is represented by the law of God, Ten Commandments. But you notice what Yahuwah God highlighted of the Ten Commandments? What did he say? 
Blessed is the man who does this, who holds on to righteousness, right? And then he specifies a command. What is that? Yeah, who keeps the Sabbath without desecrating it. Why? Because the Sabbath, that's the sign that you have a covenant relationship with who? Yahuwah Abba. This was true during ancient times. This is true today, and it will be true in the future. Okay? All right, let's go to, that's a long answer. Let's go to the next one. Uh, it was also an observance commanded by God to commemorate something else. What's that? And let's turn to uh, Deuteronomy uh, 5.15. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. So, dear friends, God commanded the Israelites to celebrate the Sabbath and to, uh, the, to commemorate their deliverance, how God delivered them out of Egypt. Are you an Israelite that was enslaved in Egypt? Because the, the instruction was very clear to remember that he brought them out of their enslavement in Egypt. If you were there, if you were a slave in Egypt, you should be celebrating the Sabbath. If not, well, then, uh, then not. In okay. And so what is another argument that Brother Bob puts forth uh, so that he can make the claim that we are not obligated to observe the Sabbath during the Christian era? Well, he says specifically that it's not just for ancient Israel. It's for the Israelites who were slaves, actual slaves in Egypt, right? That's what he said. And he uses Deuteronomy 5.15, remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that Yahuwah, your God, brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Uh, therefore, Yahuwah, your God, has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. And so, according to Brother Bob, right, God commanded the Israelites to celebrate the Sabbath. And, and this is the quote we're going to be putting on the screen, and to commemorate their deliverance how God delivered them out of Egypt. So he uses Deuteronomy chapter five, right? To make the conclusion that the purpose of the Sabbath is to commemorate God's deliverance of his people out of Egypt. Is that true? That is not true. We're going to find out later on. Uh, but then this is his conclusion. Okay, his, this is his conclusion. Um, are you an Israelite that was enslaved in Egypt? Because the instruction was very clear to remember that he brought them out of their enslavement in Egypt. If you were there, if you were a slave in Egypt, you should be celebrating the Sabbath. If not, then not. So the conclusion is, if you are not included among the Israelites enslaved by Pharaoh, how long ago was that? 1,000 plus years ago, right? How long ago was that? I'm trying to get my, my, my timeline. But that was like thousands of years ago, right? And so if you didn't belong to these slaves who were enslaved by Pharaoh, then you should not be celebrating the Sabbath. And so he bases that on Deuteronomy 5, verse 15. Therefore, Yahuwah, your God, has commanded you to observe 
the Sabbath day. There's something he failed to mention about Deuteronomy 5, verse 15, that he quoted. What is that? Is the purpose of the Sabbath to commemorate or to remember Yahuwah's deliverance of Israel out of Egypt? No. To understand this, we need to look at the context of chapter 5. What is chapter 5 about? The book of Deuteronomy 5, 1, 2, 3, because he quoted 15. Let's read 1, 2, 3 first. Moses summoned all Israel and said, Here, O Israel, the decrees and laws I declare in your hearing today. Learn them and be sure to follow them. Yahuwah our God made a covenant with us at Horeb. It was not with our fathers that Yahuwah made this covenant, but with us, with all of us who are alive here today. And so what is Deuteronomy chapter 5 about? It's about Moses reminding the people of Israel that Yahuwah God on the mountain established a covenant with them, right? And so it's about Yahuwah making a covenant with his people, Israel. What are the terms of the covenant again? What are the terms of the covenant, if you remember? The Ten Commandments on the two tablets. This is why if you read Deuteronomy 5, 4 all the way down, it's about the Ten Commandments. And so after Yahuwah makes a covenant with his people, he gives them the terms of the covenant, which is the Ten Commandments. And then Moses reminds them one by one, Commandment 1. Commandment 2, Commandment 3, and then Commandment 4, Deuteronomy 12, uh, 5, 12 to 15. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as Yahuwah your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to Yahuwah your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your ox or your donkey, or any of your animals, nor the alien, the, the Gentiles, within your gates, so that your manservants and maidservants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and that Yahuwah your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, Yahuwah your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. And so Deuteronomy 15 is the explanation of Moses for why they should observe the Sabbath. It is because it's what's commanded by God, which is included in the covenant that he makes with his people. And why is it but right that the people observe the commandments of God? Because Yahuwah God set them free from their slavery where? In Egypt. And because they were set free, what is their obligation? They have to fulfill their part of the covenant. What is that? To obey the commandments, including observing the Sabbath. So the Sabbath was not for the purpose of remembering that God brought Israel out of Egypt. Yahuwah, in the giving of the Ten Commandments in Exodus, gave us the purpose, the reason for the Sabbath. What is that? Exodus 28 to 11. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath uh, to Yahuwah your God. On it. You shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For in six days, Yahuwah made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. 
Therefore, Yahuwah blessed the seventh day and made it holy. And so why did Yahuwah bless the seventh day and made it holy? Which is the purpose of Sabbath. Because Yahuwah rested on the seventh day. The seventh day being blessed, it started not in Sinai. That was in the day of creation. After God created all the heavens and the earth, including man, he blessed the seventh day. And so the purpose of the seventh day is for us to rest because he wants us to follow the pattern of God. Six days he worked and he rested on the seventh day. He wants us to be followers of Abba. He wants us to, be, to follow him, his example. That's why it's the sign. It's the sign of the covenant because we're following Yahuwah God's example of observing the Sabbath. And so the purpose of the Sabbath is to remember that for seven days, for six days, he created the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, he rested. This is why it's a Sabbath. Uh, observing the Sabbath is a lasting covenant, a sign between me and the Israelites forever. The Sabbath was not for the purpose of remembering that God brought Israel out of Egypt. They were set free by the mighty hand of God from Egypt so that they could they can celebrate the Sabbath in covenant with God. You get it? Okay, so does that mean that we are not to remember the day when Yahuwah with his mighty hand set people out of Egypt? Of course, we will still remember that. But the Sabbath is not it. Yahuwah God has something else that he wants us to observe, to remember that day when Israel left Egypt. What is that? Exodus 12, 13 and 14. But the blood on your doorsteps will serve as a sign, marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day, this is a day to remember, right? Each year from generation to generation, you must celebrate as a special festival to Yahuwah. This is a law for all time. Celebrate this festival of unleavened bread, for it will remind you that I brought your forces out of the land of Egypt on this very day. This festival will be a permanent law for you. Celebrate this day from generation to generation. So what did Yahuwah God decree? To commemorate the day when Yahuwah delivered his people out of Egypt. What is that day? It's a festival called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. When is that? The 15th of the first month. That's when the people of Israel are to commemorate and to remember the day when Yahuwah set them free from Egypt. This is why it's not about the purpose of Sabbath is to commemorate the creation and rest pattern of Yahuwah God. The purpose of the Feast of Unleavened Bread is to remember Yahuwah God taking Israel out of Egypt. There's a big difference. That was a doctrinal mistake that he made. But then this is something really, really bothersome. The last part of his statement, right? Are you an Israelite that was enslaved in Egypt? Because the instruction was very clear to remember that he brought them out of their enslavement in Egypt. If you were there, if you were a slave in Egypt, you should be celebrating the Sabbath, not then not. And so he's saying, if you were not part of that group who left Egypt with Moses and Aaron, then you should not be celebrating Sabbath. That would be problematic. That would be a clear problem. You know why? 
Samuel, were they part of the Exodus? No. no. David, was he part of Exodus? No. no. So they shouldn't be celebrating Sabbath? <laughs> right? Because they were, not, they were not slaves in Egypt. Because he says clearly here, if you were there, if you were a slave in Egypt, you should be celebrating the Sabbath. If not, then not. Right? So he's making a doctrinal statement, which is clearly wrong. Because even if you are not in Egypt, you still have the obligation to observe the Sabbath. For example, Jeremiah 17, 27. But if you do not listen to me and refuse to keep the Sabbath holy, and if on the Sabbath day you bring loads of merchandise through the gates of Jerusalem, just as on other days, then I will set fire to these gates. The fire will spread to the palaces and no one will be able to put out the warring flames. So here, Bible tells us in the book of Jeremiah concerning people who are stubborn. They still load merchandise even on the Sabbath day, right? So they're not observing the Sabbath day. What did, what did the Bible say? What, did Yahu, what is Yahuwah going to do? He was, he'll cause fire to spread to the palaces and no one will be able to put out the warring flames. And so what was being implemented even during the days of Jeremiah? What is being implemented? Observing the Sabbath. Do you see the problem there? What problem do you see? Here's my question. Were there people during the time of Jeremiah who were slaves in Egypt? No, but they were still observing what? The Sabbath. So how does Brother Bob, Bob explain that? He cannot. I, Iglesia and Cristo cannot explain that, right? It is clearly wrong. What else? Let's fast forward even to the Christian era. Luke 23, 54 to 56. That day was the preparation and the Sabbath drew near. And the women who had come with him from Galilee followed after. And they observed the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and fragrant oils. And they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. This is during the Christian era. Who observed the Sabbath? Women who were close to who? Yahusha, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and the other women who were disciples of Yahusha, followers of Yahusha, are they going to be saved? What do you think? Yeah, my goodness. They were personal followers of Yahusha. They were right there with them. They ate together with Yahusha. They learned all of his teachings, right? I mean, Brother Bob, I don't think compared to these women, these women know more about Yahusha's teachings than Brother Bob. These women know more about the teachings of Yahushua than any of us here today, right? And these women, what did they observe? What did they observe? The Bible says they rested on the Sabbath, according to what? The commandment. And so if the Sabbath is only for those who were enslaved in Egypt, well, how do you explain this? Mary, they were part of the exodus from Egypt? I don't think so. And so that is clearly a wrong doctrine. So we tested the conclusions of the doctrine concerning the Sabbath presented by the Iglesia de Cristo as hosted by Bob Pelin. And we showed you the errors that they made. Okay. But again, this is just our opinion. You can draw your own conclusion. We tested it and we found it to be lacking. Okay. We tested the, uh, the teaching of the Iglesia de Cristo about Sabbath and it's wrong, but we're not yet finished. This is just part one. Wait till you hear part two, part two of this series. That will be for 
next week. But for now, uh, we are thankful to Yahuwah Abba for blessing our work so that we can continue to show and to test uh, different faiths so that we can uh, see for ourselves uh, which the scriptures really endorses and upholds. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Before we wrap things up, let us stand for our prayer. Almighty and merciful Abba, yes. thank you so much, Yahuwah Elohim, yes. for your blessings in our life, yes. giving us enlightenment through your words, yes. which truly shines brightly, especially as we examine them closely. Amen. Teach us to persevere, yes. to keep searching for your truth, because we know your truth is what will set us free, Amen. that we can be liberated to serve you, through yes. your loving son, Mashiach Yahusha. Amen. Yahusha, our loving king, yes. may you remember your servants who are here yes. as we assemble together today, as we offer prayers and petitions. Yes. May you bless us with your Holy Spirit yes. and may you help us to be prepared for the time when you will be sent. Amen. Please forgive all our sins and help us to uphold the truth with love at all times in our life. Amen. Father, bless your people throughout the world. Yes. Keep us safe and protect us from wickedness, violence, yes. and even the pandemic. Amen. We believe, Father, that you have listened to our prayers. Yes. We ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.